What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in. It is Wednesday, September 30th, 2020, and there was playoff baseball yesterday. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that four uh, very intriguing games with varying uh, levels of intensity and varying levels of closeness in terms of the final score. But I, they are all very worthy of being discussed. And that's exactly what I'm going to do today. And the, the entire show for the next couple weeks is just going to be me recapping uh, postseason games. There will be a, a little bit of Tigers talk sprinkled in between. But it's mainly going to be postseason stuff. So if you're watching the postseason or you care about the postseason or you're paying attention to the postseason, come to Lockdown Tigers. Uncle Chris will give you the 4-1-1. But we're going to start with the first game yesterday. Astros versus the Twins. It was the Houston Astros that came out on top of 4-1 win. They scored three runs in the top of the ninth inning to break the 1-1 tie and ultimately win, and they continue to roll in the postseason. This is a team that has had a whole lot of postseason success over the last several years. Look, obviously, all the series that are going on right now are best two out of three, and a lot can change. You know, your season can be over if you play two bad games, but I think some of these series I could see going the full three games. Some of these I think are over. Now, this is a one of the examples of a series that is far from over. Uh, I think the Twins uh, still are very capable of winning the next two. I think they've gotten themselves behind the eight ball with yesterday's performance. One major negative, though, is Josh Donaldson's out for them, and Josh Donaldson has uh, had an injury bug pretty much all season. I believe it's a calf issue that he sustained early in the season and like it is so night and day like even if Josh Donaldson isn't putting up the numbers that Josh Donaldson is capable of putting up there is a level of intensity that he brings to a baseball field that is is unparalleled and 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 the, the teams that he is on just play a different brand of baseball when he's not in the lineup. It really is incredible. He's one of the most important players in all of baseball, not just in terms of production, but in terms of attitude. And I think we saw that from the Twins yesterday. The Minnesota Twins have dropped 17 consecutive postseason games. And like I said, I don't think this series is over. I think they got a chance to win this. The Astros have been comatose for a large majority of this season. We got a long ways to go here. You know, these two games, a lot could change, right? I expect them to to throw a punch here. Maybe I shouldn't. They've lost 17 postseason games in a row, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt here because I do still like this Twins team. But I do have to say that there are teams in this league that are kind of known for choking. The Red Sox were like that for a long time, obviously not since the turn of the century, but they were for 86 years. The Cubs were for a long time. The Oakland Athletics haven't won an an elimination game in forever, but still, to me, the team that takes the cake in terms of postseason ineptitude, it has to be the Twins. And I don't dislike the Twins. I I like their manager. I like the way they go about their business. They do a pretty good job of developing talent. But to have gone 17 consecutive playoff games without a W is frankly astonishing and something I don't know if we're ever going to see again. Like, say what you will about the A's. They choke all the time. Say what you will about the Dodgers. They choke all the time. They win playoff games. They win playoff series. If it was they haven't won a playoff series since 2002, which obviously they haven't, it would be, well, that's disappointing, right? But... Maybe, maybe they've had bad luck. Maybe they just weren't as talented as the teams that they were going up against. 17 games? 
there, there's a randomness to the sport of baseball. I talked about that when Rob Manfred was all uh, gung-ho about the possibility of expanding the postseason. There's a randomness to baseball. And to go 17 consecutive postseason games without sniffing a victory, it's, it's one of the most amazing things in the history of the sport. It is astonishing that that's happened. On to Houston. Right? I, I thought yesterday, and this is something that I can't be overlooked, I thought that was one of the best games that Dusty Baker has ever managed. And I'm not an anti-Dusty Baker guy at all. I know a lot of people really dislike him. And he he makes a lot of questionable decisions. But I think at the very least, the guy wins a lot of games, keeps the clubhouse together. This is a team that has a bullpen that's struggled all year. Outside of Ryan Presley, and even Presley's been so-so, uh, that's not a bullpen worth trusting. Grinky went four innings yesterday. I would have let him go one more. I think a guy like Grinky has kind of earned the right to pitch deeper into a playoff game. But they brought in Framer Valdez. He was sparkling. Five innings, two hits, zero runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. He picks up the win. Smart move by Dusty. You know, two pitchers going in game one. Now what this also means is they're going to have to use a lot more guys here in game two. But they went all out to try to pick up a victory in game one. And that's exactly what they did. One thing I didn't bring up about the Astros, and I think this team is substantially weaker than they've been over the last several years. All jokes aside regarding the cheating scandal, I think that they, I think that scandal has shook them. I, I don't think they've looked like themselves in 2020 at all. But the one thing they have on their side over any other team in this postseason is experience. I think we saw that yesterday. You know, they, they were they were struggling with guys in scoring position. Maeda was pretty darn good. Five scoreless innings for the Twins. Didn't get rattled. They rally in the ninth inning off of Sergio Romo. Jose Altuve walks to drive in what was the go-ahead run. It's a big win for them. It's a big win for them. And, and we know they haven't been human in this 60-game season. I think they're a team that if this thing went the full 162, would have started to play some better baseball even without Justin Verlander. If they get on a roll, they can be dangerous. We've seen what they're capable of over the last several years. In the second game that was played yesterday, Chicago White Sox beat the Oakland Athletics 4-1. to This was a game that went about as I expected. White Sox offense is pretty solid. Tim Anderson with three hits. Yasmani Grandal with a home run. Jose Abreu with a big game. And, like, the A's are a good ball club, but I don't know, man. That's starting pitching. You know, Jesus Lazardo three and a third. Six hits, three earned runs, zero walks, and five strikeouts. I mean, that's nothing. And I think it's their biggest issue. Like, even the Rays, who I'm going to talk about here in a second, at least they have one guy who can give you five or six innings in a playoff start. Like, what does this team have? Like, I don't trust Lazardo. I don't trust, uh, what's his name? My, my what, what is his name? Manaya. I can't believe I, I that slipped my mind. You know, Mike Fires. I don't really, you know, in postseason series, maybe. I don't know. Like, I just don't think they have the starting pitching to be able to sustain themselves. And this series is not over. The A's are a scrappy bunch. Uh, the Chicago has struggled mightily over the last couple weeks, and I think we could see them stumble again. The reason they won yesterday's game was Lucas Giolito, who was phenomenal. Had a perfect game through six innings. Seven innings, two hits, one run, one walk, eight strikeouts on 100 pitches. That is a prime example of a postseason ace start. Struggling baseball team. They let the division slip away. They stumble into the postseason. And Giolito said, give me the ball. Let me carry you to a victory. And that's exactly what we saw yesterday from him. A sparkling performance by Lucas Giolito yesterday. You know, despite the the holes in that White Sox team, and there are there are holes, there are flaws, you know, in terms of their starting pitching. I think their bullpen uh lacks depth at points. And as good as that lineup is, I've even seen them have some questionable at-bats over the last several years. 
they're not a team that's afraid. They are still a remarkably confident bunch, and they won that game yesterday without Eloy Jimenez in the lineup, and they are now one win away from advancing to the ALDS for the first time since 2008. And I don't look. I don't know if they're going to win tonight, but I I like their chances. I think that's a good ball club when they get rolling. That's a it's a streaky team, but when they're hot, I think they can play with and beat almost anybody, especially with that lineup being as powerful as it is. So that will do it for segment number one. When I come back, I'm going to recap the other two games that were played yesterday between the Blue Jays and Rays, and of course the Yankees and Indians. We will be right back. Okay, we're back. So the other game that went down in Tropicana Field between the Blue Jays and the Rays. Rays won 3-1. to one. Rays win! Rays win! And that's what their announcer says. Blake Snow was great. Five and two-thirds, only one hit, zero runs, two walks, and nine strikeouts. I gotta, I gotta talk about something that the Blue Jays did, and I know there's gonna be people strategically who are gonna tell me that it makes sense. I tried to have it explained to me by a couple other people. Matt Shoemaker started for the Blue Jays, led way to Robbie Ray, and look, collectively, they were very good. Six innings between the two of them, three hits, one run, one walk, seven strikeouts, so they were good. This bothers me, and I think that the Twins did the same thing last year when they started Dobnak in Game 2 instead of Odorizzi. I think teams, when they get to the postseason, have a tendency to get a little bit cute with who they decide to put on the mound early in a playoff series. To me, it's very simple. It's the same thing as opening day. Your game one guy is your best pitcher, especially in the postseason. I'm sorry, I'm throwing out numbers. I'm throwing out, ah, this guy's not good in day games. Ah, this guy's a good fly ball rate. You put your best pitcher on the mound, the pitcher you believe in the most, on the mound for game one. And to me, that was Hunjin Ryu, and the Blue Jays didn't do it yesterday, and they ended up losing. Even so, and it goes back to the Rays, I love the Tampa Bay Rays. I love the way this team goes about their business. You notice they won a playoff game yesterday. Nobody seemed to care. Right? Nobody talked about him. They were talking about the other games. They were talking about Giolito. They were talking about the performance by the Yankees. Rays don't care. They just keep on rolling. I think Kevin Cash is a top three manager in this game, maybe even top two. The job he is doing in Tampa Bay right now is unparalleled. And while other teams might be getting more attention and more press, I haven't watched a team in the American League this year as confident as the Tampa Bay Rays. They are extremely scary. Look, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Rio pitches some darn good baseball for the Blue Jays today, and they get one back. But I like the Rays' chances. I like the Rays' chances going forward here. I think that this is one of the most confident, deepest teams in all of baseball. I, I like the way they go about their business, man. They don't beat themselves. They're very well-rounded. Like I said yesterday, nobody in that lineup that's going to scare you, but collectively as a unit, they do. It's an impressive bunch. On to the final and probably most anticipated game of the day, and it also turned out to be the biggest dud of the day. The Yankees mollywhopped the Indians. 12-3 ball game. Shane Bieber was a disaster. And you know, I want to believe in Cleveland. And I've I don't think in general. Like I I know a lot of people like to point to teams when teams struggle and they blame it on the organization. Like when the Cubs failed in 2003 to make it to the World Series, right? Everyone said, oh, it's cursed, it's cursed, it, it's cursed going all the way back to 1908. Okay, sure, but like what the Cubs did in 1916 has no correlation to what they did in 2003. It's just it's just a happenstance, a coincidence, that the same organization with, with different players keeps failing to get it done. But I can't escape the fact that this Indians team, since 2016, when they showed so much promise and they came on the verge of miraculously winning a World Series, they've come up short way more often than they've come up big. 
You know, swept out of the playoffs in 2018, choked in 2017, losing three games in a row to the Yankees, missed the postseason last year. Shane Bieber, who was money this season. Shane Bieber was gonna win the Cy is gonna win the Cy Young, won the triple crown, and I'll tell you right now, I think it would have stuck. I think the way Shane Bieber was pitching, I think he would have ended up winning the Cy Young, even if this whole thing played out. He was that locked in. Miserable yesterday. Now a lot of credit goes to the Yankees, who are peaking at the right time, who are healthy at the right time, and who have a pitcher in Garrett Cole who yesterday earned every bit of that contract. How good was Garrett Cole? Seven innings, six hits, gave up two runs, but that doesn't tell the full story, guys. Zero walks and 13 strikeouts. Look, Jacob DeGrom is my favorite pitcher in baseball. I think Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. When he is on, there's no one more dominant than Garrett Cole. When he's at his best, he has Bieber's command and DeGrom's velocity. And he's building a pretty darn good postseason resume for himself. I mean, what he did with Houston last year where he was 4-1 and one, and he was great yesterday for the Yankees. He's their savior. And of all the series that I've talked about so far, I think all of them are pretty much up for grabs. Like, I'm confident the Rays are going to win their series. I think the White Sox will probably win that series. Twins, I think, have a chance of coming back and beating the Astros. This one, to me, this one is pretty close to over. Now, I, I look, a lot can happen over the next two days. I get it. I'll probably end up putting my foot in my mouth and being wrong, but did that not look like JV versus varsity yesterday between the Indians and the Yankees? Did that not look like one team that played with a deer-in-the-headlights look against another team with unbelievable experience and poise that just went out there and punched their opponent in the mouth on their home field? Yankees offense was sparkling. Gleber Torres... That, that dude is unbelievable, and I know maybe he didn't have the year he was hoping for. Four for four yesterday with three RBIs and three runs scored. You have Brett Gardner, who just keeps getting it done near the bottom of that lineup. In the eighth spot, went three for five with three RBIs and two runs scored. This is off of the best pitching staff in the American League, and they throttled them. I think the Indians are shell-shocked. I, I, you know, I, I root for Carrasco. I hope Carrasco gets it done tonight, but... I think that series is pretty close to over. I think the Yankees are peaking at the right time, playing their best baseball right now. That is, uh, out, them and the Rays, I think, maybe the most dangerous team in the American League right now. And I feel like a fool because I went with my heart. And I picked the Indians to win that series yesterday. I believed in Bieber, and, and I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have because over the last several years, there's an overwhelming uh, amount of evidence to support that this team shrinks when the lights get bright, and yesterday, unfortunately, was no exception. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you. I will be right back here tomorrow to talk about the next display, the next round of playoff games that we're going to see starting today on this fine Wednesday afternoon. Looking forward to that. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.